Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Hello and welcome back to Will I Like It? Uh, today I'm back at the Ancient Technology Centre and my guest is Bill Meaden from Cranbourne Chase Cider. So welcome Hello. Bill. How you doing? Good, yeah. Um, so this is actually the first time we've met, um, so I don't know a lot about what you do. Um, so perhaps you can sort of introduce your company and, and how you got started. Yep, okay. So um, I've been making cider um, as Cranbourne Chase Cider for 11 years now. Um, started as a bit of a hobby really um and there was the orchard up the road apples used to go to waste and it just seemed a shame to see them rotting on the floor um so we came up with the idea of bringing the apples back to the farm pressing them and turning the juice into into cider was it something that you'd started off with homebrew or anything or did yeah you... so I, I kind of um i was what 19 when i started cranbourne chase cider so fairly young in terms yeah. of you know only been a year legally drinking um <laughs> so not too much experience with yeah. with making homebrew but my parents from a young age always make country wines demijohns bubbling away in front of the fire yeah um sounds like my house yeah it's uh, it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. like i sort of grew up with really um i think i made my first drop of cider with just apples from the bottom of the garden at yeah. the age of 15 um because you couldn't go and buy alcohol, so why not make it? You know, <laughs> I, I never really thought of that until it was sort of I was legally able to drink before I thought about making my own. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, got a bit of a taste. Um, I think my first cider was made using russet, um, russet apples, the rough skinned. Yeah, um, I've got them in the garden. Yeah, actually. really, yeah. really nice. Actually, on their own, and make a lovely cider. Um, a lot of the the ciders I've brought along today use traditional um, sort of Dorset, West Country, cider apples, so tannic, heavy, um, bit of sweet cider apples. Uh, so that's what we've got here today, but you can make cider out of any apple. Um, yeah. And going back and through the ages, they, they probably would have. So. Yeah, I think historically they used things like crab apples to bring the bitterness. Yeah, up. yeah, crab apples. And, yeah. Um, crab apples have quite a lot of tannin in yeah. naturally, um, but the levels are just not really tested as such whereas a lot of the modern cider apples and even heritage cider apples they knew what they were doing they knew to yeah. get the right balance of sugar acidity and tannin to make a balanced drink um i think i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong here but i think aren't some of the sugars inside apples not fermentable so you still end up with a residual sweetness more so in peri pears right. um but you you do get a few which will have high levels of sugar yeah. um and when the tree gets old uh, and the nutrients deplete in the, in the soil, yeah. um, 
some of those sugars won't get fermented because they've just it hasn't got the nutrients in the juice to, to ferment right down. So that's when you get a naturally sweet cider. Yeah. Um, you can also do things like arresting the fermentation. So a process called keeving, which has um, come from France. Uh, yeah. Norman's brought it over uh, with some of their cider apples and their technology. Um, and so you can keeve a cider to make a naturally sweet, naturally sparkling cider, which is what we've got there. Um, it's Dorseco. So um, it's probably 80% fermented 20 yeah. percent unfermented sugars in there and we cork it um cap it off so the co2 can't escape and it goes back into drink and carbonates itself so it's a, a naturally sparkling cider um, no added sugars no pasteurization it's as natural as you get yeah. in modern day cider making to yeah. to a, a naturally sweet cider is that the same with all of them do you go natural ferments on them um natural fermentation yeah, yeah. so wild yeast no added yeast in in any of our ciders that we make um our dry cider isn't isn't back sweetened at all so it just ferments right down to dry use up all of its natural sweetness um produces a six and a half percent cider uh whereas the door seco because we use that keeving process um and it gets down to about sort of 4.5 4.8 sometimes five percent but it keeps that that natural sweetness um and the fizz, which is uh, yeah, quite quite nice, a bit different. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of the ones that go right down to dryness are, tend to be still. Yeah. Flat, no carbonation. Um, but more modern techniques, you you've got the shepherdess here. This has been filtered, um, force carbonated, so chilled down, CO two forced into it, um, yeah. and then back sweetened with with cane sugar, which is, I'd say, how. Probably ninety-five percent of all the cider in the UK is made. It's probably. I find a lot of them too sweet. Too sweet, yeah. They're all, yeah, yeah. all back sweet, and and they often uh, taste sort of like that artificial sweetness sort yeah, of flavour yeah, you get. Yeah, so, um, yeah. With sugars, you know, fairly expensive. Sweetener's cheaper, so with a lot of the bigger cider producers, they'll be using sweetener as well as sugar. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, with with the shepherdess, we're just using granulated sugar to to back sweeten it. Um, some are sweet more than others, depending on how, if you want it dry, medium, sweet, yeah. dry tends to have no sugar added, um, medium, you, you're adding back sort of 10% and yeah. sweet might be 20% sugar added back. So how did you learn your trade? Cause you're saying you started quite young with starting the company up. Trial and error. Yeah. Just a lot of trial and error, error. But, yeah. um, also a lot of, uh, I've, I've got the benefit of being a fairly young cider maker. Um, and the older cider makers there's a bit of a gap and there's a bit of a sort of a period where nobody was making cider and yeah. orchards were getting ripped out in, in sort of the 80s and um from the 60s to the 80s and nobody was going into cider making then really um and a lot of them were sort of dying out sort of the farm cider makers were all all these skills were getting lost so yeah now if someone young comes into the industry there's a lot of help out there and a lot of keen cider producers who are willing to pass on their knowledge yeah um so i've learned a lot from from other people uh, reading books is a lot more written about cider nowadays than there ever used to be back in history yeah um, so you can you can learn a lot from from reading books or off the internet um but the main thing is is learning about the apples i'd say that's probably what's helped me the most in cider making yeah. um is learning about different types of cider apples different varieties and how they produce different drinks yeah. um, and learning how to 
put them into a blend properly to make a, a nice balanced balanced drink and yeah. a consistently consistent I've, product year to year. If, you, if you're trying to sell something, it needs to be fairly similar year on year. Yeah, people want to know what they're getting, yeah. don't they? Once you've found a cider you like, you're yeah. going to... They want it to be again. the same next time. Yeah. Then. Which doesn't happen with my homebrew. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's, you know. But that is, you know, you still get a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. which is I think it's quite nice and that's why I enjoy making cider yeah every now and then nature will throw you a curveball so yeah. um, you'll have an exceptionally sunny year and that will spike up the sugars in the, in the apple juice um, making the, the cider exceptionally strong that year so you could have had more sugar this year with all yeah, yeah this year is great uh, yeah. for, for high sugar content um, so we're going to see some sort of 7-8% ciders yeah um, whereas normally they'd come out at 6-7% six, six, right um, which is is you know it's nice from from our point of view because it, it adds a bit of diversity to the, the side of year on year yeah. um also different different soil types make a big difference to flavors you get from your apples so yeah whereas you we're we're on quite chalky soil um mm. underneath our orchards um which takes a lot longer for the trees to get established but once they get established and gets their roots into the chalk they never really suffer in a drought year um, okay. So we always be all right in a drought year, yeah. and they take a lot of minerals and, and nutrients from the chalk, which yeah. you wouldn't get from a clay soil. So we'll get different flavour profiles from the same apple varieties grown on chalk as you would right. from clay, which or yeah. sand or or loam or yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can yeah. you know use exactly the same apples, the same yeah. recipe as a producer in a different county, and it will taste completely different. Yeah. Awesome. Well, shall we um, try some of yours? Obviously, I, I did mention to you before, I've brought some as well. So the one that doesn't look as good. No, is, it looks, it looks this great. This is mine. That's it's nice. a little bit young. Not filtered. I think it probably will clear because when I've made it before, it's cleared. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought it might be a nice one for you to try yeah. if you haven't already. Yeah, no, give it um, So yeah, so this one is my neighbor's parents gave me some cider apples. Um, don't ask me the kinds because I'm not going to remember it now. Um, but yeah, I fermented them naturally, so just pressed, left them to ferment, and then when they finished, I added some honey. Yep. It fermented again until it stopped, um, and that was probably about two weeks ago. So it is very, yeah, very young yeah, at the yeah, moment, but yeah. I thought, you know, we can compare and contrast. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> compare yeah. notes. Yep. Um, what should we do? Should we start with your ones, I think, and then... Okay, yeah, so um, so this is, is quite a... I bought this one along basically because it's going to be similar to what was being made um, back along before they had filters and artificial sugar and the knowledge of keeping and, right, and, yeah. and um, things like that. So this is just a, a dry cider um, yeah. made using bittersweet cider apples. Um, it's quite, it's almost a little bit bitter. Um, it's, it's full juice, so it's not being watered down at all. Um, it's, it's a little bit oxidized as well. So it's really kind of quite... Very dark color as well. Yeah, quite true in keeping yeah. to... Um, to what they would have made, you know, they wouldn't have had the stainless steel fermentation tanks and yeah. and, and ways of keeping the cider at its optimum. So you would have had something that's a little bit yeah. Um, there's no, you know, there's no um, nasty. It's not sort of starting to turn to vinegar at all, but it's um, it's just darker, deeper flavours. This is from um, twenty twenty one, so. Um, it's not the same as 2022's dry each year. It's sort of, yeah. I'm still tweaking some of the recipes to yeah. get them how I want. Um, the dry is one of them. Um, I think I've pretty much 
capped off the, the shepherdess. Nailed that, that. That goes out in our kegs to the pubs and stuff. Um, and the door seco, I'm quite happy with the recipe in that as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, the dry is one I'm still sort of working on. Even, you know, 11 years on, you, you only get one shot each year to, to yeah. play around with, with different recipes. So Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's give this one a go. It's very dry, that one. It's dry. Yeah. It gets the side of your tongue. Yeah. That's nice, though, because sometimes when they're dry, they're also really sour, almost yeah. vinegary, aren't they? Yeah. Um, whereas yeah, that's not that there's, at all. There's no sharpness to it. No. Um, I don't think there was hardly any sharp apples go into it. Um, it's almost, I think, where it's sort of slightly older, um, it's almost got a little bit of a, a sort of sweetness come back to it. Yeah. Um, almost like a bit of a, a brandy sort of edge to it where it's gone so dark, um, which isn't isn't really, you know, it's not a commercial trait um, that I'd want to be putting forward, but mm. it's something to showcase yeah. how it would have been done um, and what you would have. Yeah, because historically, I mean, obviously I do the Vikings and the Saxon period, and yeah. as we were saying before, like they don't really have any evidence that they, they did it. Yeah. Um, but then most of our evidence comes from the written record, yeah. which is, you know, the yeah. church were writing stuff down. Yeah. But they're importing, you know, grapes and wines yeah. from Rome because they can afford to do it. So your day-to-day -day person, they wouldn't have been interested in what, yeah. you know, the farm workers and the everyday, and the birds work it out. You yeah, know, the birds are eating the rotten yeah. apples off the floor in my yeah. garden. Yeah, and yeah, shouting around the garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be a good one for um, to make a Saxon cider. Yeah, sort of like a mold one. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, with herbs and things. Yeah. And because I add honey to it, obviously the drier, yeah, the drier yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll stick some on the fire yeah, as yeah. we're chatting. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get, well it up get, and see yeah. how it compares. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely a good one for that. Try the vintage next. So again, this is a, a still farmhouse cider. Um, back sweetened a, a slight amount. So um, only just a touch of back sweetening with granulated sugar, yeah. um, not filtered. Um, so just natural clarity in there, which is, is actually quite clear. Um, it is, yeah. Opening. And uh, this is aged in a an oak whiskey barrel. Oh, nice. Um, so all of our vintage tends to get aged in a whiskey barrel. Uh, I can smell his rage me from my hands now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got a much more cidery nose to it than the dry. Um, mm. And again, sort of as, as cider went on from, from the dry, I think they probably would have started, you know, they wouldn't have had stainless steel vats, they would have had the oak barrels. So again, a fairly traditional sort of um, take. And I think it's how cider's probably been made for the last two, 300 years. Yeah. Um, in, in the West Country. Um, and we sell a lot of this as probably our second most popular cider. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's not overly sweet. It's just got a little bit of a sweeter edge to it than the dry one. Yeah, so we'd call it medium dry. Yeah. Um, I think that would be my level. Yeah. Cider. I yeah. Think that's nice. Yeah. And you get that, yeah. you get that little spike of sweetness, but then the dryness coats mm. the mouth. Um, you can really taste the apples in there as well. Yeah. You get, yeah. Yeah. You got yeah, real cidery nose to it as well. I think it really mm. pops out the glass. 
Yeah, very nice. So I know the other thing I spoke to you online about, we were going to talk a bit about wassailing. Yes. So I'm going to yeah, put yeah. this episode out for yep. in time for the wassail. Yeah. Um, and I know you don't know an awful lot, so I'm not going <laughs> to not going to try and catch you out there. Um, but if you do know anything, yeah, yeah. Chat, so um, we can have. I've got a little bit of knowledge about it. Yeah, it's 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 a um, tradition, um, sort of an old folk tradition, um, which they've kind of rediscovered and rekindled over the years um, to to bring it back. And I think it's to try and um, and also they've tried to make it nowadays more about making cider popular all year round. Yeah. So a lot of people see cider as just a, a summer drink, and yeah. oh, I drink beer in the in the winter and cider in the summer. And we want cider to be an all year round drink, um, and in some cases try and rival wine um, and, and sparkling drinks. Um, so wassailing, yeah, I think it's it's a great part of our heritage, mm. um, our history, um, and and it basically is it's a tradition of blessing the apple trees um, for a, a prosperous crop the next year. So um, the whole idea is you, you light lots of fires in the orchard. Um, yeah. Normally you light 13. Okay. Um, so one for every month of the year and a Judas fire, which you stamp out as soon as you light. The other. Right. Um, I've not actually heard of that version of it. So yeah. this is, um, there's, there's many different adaptations of yeah. you know yeah. how a wassail should be run and how people run it but basically as long as everyone's having a good time yeah. um they go out in the orchard they make lots of noise you bang pots and pans you light up the orchard um so the fires were there to light up the orchard signify the 12 months lots of noise to scare away the demons the yeah. evil spirits from the orchard um you fire a shotgun or a, a musket through the trees that's a, another tradition I've heard of that one being done with because some people hang toast from the tree. Yeah, so sometimes they shoot yeah, the toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some places. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hanging toast. You, and that's an offering. Um, yeah. So toast for the the birds and and for the gods as well. Um, oh, I do wonder whether the toasting historically would link back to so the the wassail word is actually old English to begin with. Yeah. Um, and so originally it was like a greeting and then it became a toast and gradually it was then used for yeah. sort of coming into more like what you're saying. Yeah. So whether there's a significance to toast yeah. and toasting. Yeah. Well, say good health. Is, yes, that's yeah, it. That's, um, and the response is drink kale yeah. traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. So drink yeah. to good health. Um, yeah. So and it's, yeah, the, the toast is, they dunk it in cider normally and yeah. then hang it from the trees and then you pour the remaining cider around the base of the tree. Um, normally you... You're carrying out the ceremony around the biggest and biggest, highest bearing tree in the orchard. So you, you go to your, your your best tree as such, and that's yeah. um, that's like the mother tree. Uh, so yeah, lots of singing, dancing, um, and normally, traditionally, you have a big feast. And you feed everyone really well. Everyone drinks lots of cider and is merry and <laughs> cheery, and you know. It's they are great fun, and I'd highly recommend if you can get to a local wassail, go to yeah. go to one. Um, bringing them into the modern century, and you've got bands playing, and, and you usually of, get someone dressed up as a green man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The old Morris dances. Yeah, Morris dances are normally there. Um, it's yes. fun. Yeah, they are. They are fun. Like, um, yeah, the whole history of of where it started. Um, that's, I'm not going to go into that. Cause I, I'm a bit vague on on. Really I know briefly. Yeah. Um, 
So it originally appears in a 12th century legend where the daughter of Hengus right. um, presents the future king Vortigern with a bowl of mulled wine and the cheer wassail, yeah. which he replies drink hail. So yeah. that's the first time the two words are used together. Yeah. Um, but it does also appear in Beowulf, which I think, I don't think they know exactly when that was. I think that's 8th to 11th century, they think it was written. Um, it appears as was through sail, the rider sleepeth, the hero far hidden. No harp resounds in the courts, no wassail as once was heard. Yeah. So yes, yeah. It, it, yeah. the words date back into the, and then even you're saying about your French influence of the cider, actually, I've yeah. written another one down, uh, which is an Anglo-Norman poet. Um, and they wrote a poem about the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Um, and so they they wrote, rejoice and wassail, pass the bottle and drink healthy, drink backwards and drink to me, drink half and drink empty. Yeah. So then so from there, um, I know it moved on to being something that wealthy people did in their houses. Right. And they yeah. would. Um, yeah. Their own orchards. And, yeah. 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 Um, and then eventually that moves on to people actually doing it door to door. Yeah. And I think it's connected with the Welsh, um, what's it, Mary Lude, the horse, the horse's head? Yeah. The okay. door to door and you go around, um, which I think now in England is more replaced with carol singing. Yeah. Sort of that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they would have gone door to door with an yeah. offering bowl. Yeah. With some cider or, or mulled wine in it. Yeah. And you'd offer it to the person in exchange for gifts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of progressed to that, and then, like you say, it died off for a while. I think, yeah. and then yeah. it's it's had a it's, it's rekindled. I think people have gone back into it. I think paganism's gone back up though, hasn't it? Yeah. It's one of the most yeah. sort of yeah. popular things at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is and yeah, offering to the gods to for a prosperous year. So, yeah, I'm I'm all up for wassailing. You know, if it yeah, brings me more apples <laughs> and good reliable crops, I'm I'm happy with that. So. I I also see it as mindfulness because. I'm not religious in any way, um, but even sort of people that are heathen and things and sort of make toast to Odin and Thor, to yeah. me it's that stopping and being thankful for what you've got for your food, for your yeah. drink. Yeah. Um, you know, even with Christianity, they do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But if yeah. you take away God, to me, it's just stopping for a moment and saying, well, hang on. Appreciating what, yeah. what we've got. And so giving something back to the apple tree, yeah. it's sort of like acknowledging that, yeah. if you like. Um, yeah. And yeah, it would be the same with if you made a toast to Odin. Yeah. Pour some mead away. You're yeah. not wasting the mead. You're yeah. being mindful that this mead is valuable. Yeah. And so we're going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I think it's uh, a great, great thing we've brought back. And uh, like we, we don't hold a wassail, but partly because our orchard's so disconnected from the farm. Yeah. Um, and it would be hard to host it publicly. Yeah. Um, you so, could probably do one here. Yeah, 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 we could do one here. Um, Have a chat with Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we are looking into, well, we're planting an orchard this winter yeah. behind our cider shed, which will be ideal location for f future wassails and, and stuff. It will all be tie in nicely. I think you've got a roundhouse too, right? We do have a roundhouse, yeah. yeah. yeah I, that's all I know. I, I don't know, know anything else house. about it. Yeah, yeah. Just Andy mentioned in passing. Yeah, we've got lots of archaeology on the farm. Um, there's a, there's a Roman villa and um, Time Team actually came out in yeah. in 2004, I think. Uh, bodies on the Cranbourne Chase, if anyone wants to okay. you know, check it out. on will have to have a look back. I don't yeah, remember that Channel one. 4. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have seen me in it. I was probably at school or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, they, they're trying to link two 
historic sites on the farm. So the, the villa and um, a burial ground on the other side of the farm, I'm trying to link the two together. Yeah. Um, basically, I won't ruin the end of it. You'll have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, it's old enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. They worked out that the settlement where the burial site was on the other side of the farm died mm. out probably 50 years before the Roman villa was built. Okay. So we did get an answer from yeah. the time team on what nice. happened. And they do actually do that whole three day thing. They come in, excavate, and they are gone. Um, it's, it's like over in a flash. Wow. Yeah, this is quite, quite incredible, really. Yeah. Well, what made you build the roundhouse? Was that your parents or did you do so that? Dad's, uh, yeah. dad's little sort of project, really. Um, we wanted somewhere, um, obviously, we're in an area of outstanding natural beauty. Mm. Planning permission can be a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, we wanted to have a, a place where when groups come out, we can meet and introduce them um and so uh, mainly mainly sort of like little school groups and stuff and a, yeah. and a point of interest and so we built this roundhouse as a, as a meeting room because we couldn't get planning permission for one um for an actual brick built meeting yeah. so yeah built one out of natural resources still had to go for planning permission for it but... yeah i guess but they, they probably can more temporary i guess yeah so. it's a temporary building yeah. so. but it um yeah it's, it's great it's sort of when people turn up to the farm, they go, wow, what's, what's that, you know? And yeah. then you can explain about the other, it's a, it's a talking point which sparks off an introduction to the, the history about the rest of the farm, really. Um, yeah. We've got a little museum and a shepherd's hut um, on the farm, which is, displays a lot of the finds which were found during the excavations from Time Team and, yeah. and previous sort of Bournemouth University digs on the farm. Does the farm do anything else? Is that just uh, well, it's mainly, it's... Um, we're mainly an arable farm now. Yeah. Um, we've got about 280 acres. Yeah. Um, we farm about 330. Um, and, you know, with the orchards and, and bits mm. and pieces, but uh, yeah, we're in a free crop rotation. So wheat for, for bread, and biscuits yeah. or animal feed, um, barley for, for brewing beer um, and oilseed rape or mainly biofuel now, but um, occasionally we'll grow some that's used for for cooking oil and yeah stuff. um and the the cider is my sort of diversification to be able to stay on the farm yeah um, so that's we used to be a mixed farm um uh when my dad first started farming that was it was uh he started up a outdoor pig herd so yeah. um we had 200 outdoor sows and my uncle had a dairy herd and then they did the arable cropping in between and so yeah. it was a proper mixed farm that provided for for two families um now it's a arable farm that provides half of my dad's living um so i have to do something different to to bring in yeah. money to to be able to stay yeah yeah on on the planet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's fair yeah. enough yeah and also it's it like you say it means that you can stay on the farm you don't have to move off somewhere else yeah. somewhere different if you like it the thing i love most about cider is um it's working in the orchards and working in a natural environment uh, yeah. where you're outside most of the time you you're connected with nature you're yeah you're, you're nurturing trees um so that they produce a good crop um so that you can make a natural product with you know very little intervention really um you know you can make something just extracting the juice of an apple that's yeah. enjoyable to drink um, as apple juice or as, as cider. Um, 
Yeah, we don't just make cider, we make apple juice as well. Um, yeah. See, that involves pasteurizing it so it doesn't turn into cider. But uh, I think yeah. in America they call apple juice cider too, don't they? Yeah, they, really yeah, good yeah, they call it? apple juice cider yeah, and, yeah. and cider is hard cider. Yeah, that's it. Hard <laughs> cider. Gets confusing. Yeah. I'm just going to check on this uh, mold stuff because we don't want to overcook. Oh, yeah, it's steaming away there. It is steaming. We might be all right. That should be yeah, good to Reconcile. pull away from the heat, I reckon. Let's have a look. So this was your driest cider, wasn't it? That yeah. We put in this one, and then honey, rosemary, uh, and juniper. So that all. Oh, really smell the rosemary. Oh yeah, that's. Actually, you took the rosemary that's from lovely. the yeah. Roman villa. Nice, okay. just before yeah. you turned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's freshly picked. Freshly picked rosemary. Well, it's not massively hot, but that's sweetened up quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the honey's definitely um, doing its job there, isn't it? Slightly medicinal with the rosemary. Yeah. Maybe too much yeah, rosemary, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It's nice, though. It's a pleasant drink. It's, um, I think it's all about experimenting. Um, and I just, whenever I've made malt, I just chuck the malt spice in and a few cinnamon quills and um, occasionally you chuck in a glug of, of gin or brandy whiskey or, or brandy yeah. or something just to, uh, yeah, absolutely. you know, make it even stronger. Chuck <laughs> some cake as well. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. But no, that rosemary, mm. it's, it's lovely. It lifts the nose. It makes it much more. It's different flavor. Yeah. 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 So, so this cake is, is based on a, a German apple cake. Um, but I've substituted, my wife's got a dairy allergy. Yeah. So nearly every time I make a cake, I put wine or mead in instead. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you're only adding a tiny drop. It's not, yeah. not a lot. Just to moisten um, it up. But I did make this hastily last night, so hopefully it's all right. <laughs> it looks, looks lovely. If anyone wants the recipe, it's in one of my cookbooks. <laughs> this is a shameless plug. <laughs> so yeah. Look at that. That's, uh, I was making this about 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> yeah. It's got a good amount of, um, mm. sort of moisture in it. So rather than the mead, with this one I've added the sizer, mm -hmm. which is one I'll get you to try in a bit. Mm. That's lovely. Not too bad, is it? Mm. And that's um, actually with apple from our garden as well. So do you mix the... Dice up the apple and add it, add it to the dough. No, the apples are just the bit yeah. that's on the top. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's um, just a bit of the moisture from those going. Yeah. Remember the recipe off the top of my head now. Mm. I made about three or four different things last night. <laughs> um, what is it? Flour, sugar, there's sizer in this case rather than mead. Yeah. Uh, there's cinnamon on top as well with a dusting of sugar. Um, what else would be in there? Eggs. Yep. It's a pretty standard cake batter, yep. but instead of the milk, it's got the sizer in there. Mm. And then apples on top. But it's the sort of thing we would make at home when we were wassailing. So we do wassail for our trees. Yeah. And we'll make a cake. Um, often we'll cut rounds of apple out and hang them from the tree with the toast as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep. Just kind of decorate it. Make, make it your yeah. own thing. Yeah, and also the birds come along and eat it after yeah. sort of a week or so. Yeah. It's a little bit of a feast for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's giving back a little bit. Like yeah. you say, you feed a bit of, bit of cider to the trees. Yep. If we haven't got cider, then we'll use a bit of mead or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 
it's just that mindfulness thing again, I think. Yeah, yeah. Even back. Oh. I don't know what type of apple they are. Hmm. I know I've got russets in the garden. But they were there when we moved in. And then I've got whatever that is. So they're quite a late apple. Are they, or did you... I picked, picked them and stored them. Mm. Yep. But they are starting to turn some of them. All right, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you get some apples. It's amazing. They get some apples that are ready in, in August. Um, I think Beauty of Bath is one of the earliest eating apples, which mm. is uh, is ready um, in August, late August normally. Um, and then you get apples that will store through until April. Um, yeah. you, you drive along the roads and you see a lot of these wild apple trees on the side mm. of the roads where birds have deposited and, yeah. and up, sprung an apple tree um they they tend to hang on a bit later and i think that's more traditionally what we've been about um mm. we've kind of bought a lot of the apples forward so that we've got a wider wider yeah. season we've selected different strains and, and breeds and varieties to to give us a wider window mm. um, for, for harvesting and, and making the most of the fruit, really. Um, yeah, the, uh, some of the late season apples are lovely. They've really got high amounts of sugar in. Um, um, yeah, they I've got a few in the front of my van. Yeah. So <laughs> rolling around, but yeah. It's the, the brissets in the garden. They don't last at all. I've tried storing them and they, they don't keep mm. for sometimes weeks. They start to, to rot. Yeah, I find the rust it's best sort of um, eating them fresh off the tree. Yeah, they're delicious. Or you can put them in your fruit bowl for three or four days, but they tend to go a bit fluffy, mm. um, quite like a crunchy apple. Yeah, they have that um, weird sort of, let you say, fuzzy... Fuzzy skin, yeah. Skin, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're almost like a pear texture as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Kind of grainy. Mm. So... Um, yeah, the rusting on the skin. Russets are one of the sweetest apple varieties that um, mm. that we know of, um, and that the rusting on the skin allows for more solar sun penetration, um, which enhances the amount of sugar that's produced. Okay. So um, you get some apples that will have like a russet lacing over the over the skin. Yeah. And they that sort of lacing also increases the sugar content. So you'll um, there's a cider apple called Golden Ball, which is uh, from Dorset. It's a sharp yeah. Dorset cider apple, um, and that's got a russet lacing, um, which I think it's probably been chosen because of that lacing mm. and the, the high sugar content to go forward as a as a Dorset cider apple, which is why it's still around today. So. Mm. No, it's quite drinkable. Yeah, on a definitely. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> now that um, mm. the honey has really worked its magic on, on just lifting that dried. You don't get the bitterness from the. Uh, mm. Which maybe would be a good step for the next one is to try this uh, sizer. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's got the honey in it too. There we go. And as I say, that's because of the way I fermented it is just fermented right out, so it's relatively dry when I add the honey. Yep. But it's the first time I've used this combo of apples. Previously, I've used the russets. Okay, in the garden. Whatever the red apples are that are on the cake. Yep, yep. And yep. I've done a blend of the two. Yep. Um, and then added the honey at the end. And that's always come out quite yeah. pleasant. Yeah. yeah. I find cider made from russet apples almost has like a, a French 
cidery taste. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a really pleasant, easy drinking cider. Um, yeah. Just say apologies. It's a little bit younger than I would normally drink it, but I didn't know whether it was something you would have tried before, so I thought yeah. it would be nice to bring it along. Yeah. The cork's not fired out, so it can't be that yet. It's not too bad. It's not what be. <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, it's definitely stopped fermenting. Yeah. I checked it over a few days. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just, usually I find it. I mean, I haven't tried these apples, but usually over time it clears naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so probably by spring, summertime, it should be a bit more drinkable. Yeah. But I tried, I, I have tried this one, and it, it's not too bad, to be honest. So on... Uh... So how much honey do you add in comparison to to, to cider? Um, do, you, do you measure it out or do you just do it by? No, I did work it out first. So what I based it on was more of, do you know what a braggart is? No, no. so a braggart's another historical drink, which is like somewhere between mead and ale. Okay, right. Um, so basically you brew your ale, but it's got extra sugar in there. Yeah. Um, so it ferments to sort of 8 9%. Okay, yeah. Um, so I based my maths off of a braggart that I made before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think what I, I did was there's about six gallons of juice. Yeah. Um, and there's about 12 jars of honey in there. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, your standard, yeah, yeah. what are they, 40 yeah. grams? Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so that's what yeah. what that is there. Yeah. Um, and then just left it. And as I say, the fermentation had died completely off. Yeah. As soon as you add the honey, within a day, it's foaming again and it's yeah. back. Yeah. yeah They've yeah. got the sugar that they need and they're yeah. off again. Yeah. Yeah. So very much based on a braggart. Um, I don't know historically how far back it goes, the yeah. sizer. Yeah. That's, um, you got that cider smell, real mm. good cider smell, but then you get, it's almost like a, I'd say it's like a medium cider. It's not a... Definitely not a dry cider. No. Or cider. But it's still got quite a tanginess from the apples. Yeah, yeah it's got that sort of that bit of sweet yeah. bite to the back of your throat a little bit. As I say, I was given the apples, but I think they were a combo of sweet, medium, and dry. Yeah, it's and a bit of tannic, yeah. sharp. Yeah. Um, so that's ended up where we have, because, yeah, not being a producer, I didn't know what to do with it. So yeah. I'll just do a blend of all three and it yeah, should yeah. come out balanced. And that was mm. cider apples picked and pressed in October, roughly, probably? Ah, cool. When was it? Might have been November. I think okay. they got them to me quite yeah. late in the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, they come from my neighbour's parents. Yeah. And they had to drive down with a you know big dumpy bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck it in the back of the car. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I spent about a week of evenings after work pressing them. Pressing them. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was probably, I'd, I reckon probably November. Yeah. Oh, they would have been. Yeah. So that's normally another mistake a lot of cider makers or budding cider makers make um, mm. is picking the apples far too early. Um, a lot of people go, I've, I've picked these apples and they've picked them off the tree in, in August. And I'm like, well, that apple's not ready until November. So uh, you're yeah. going to have a very starchy product. Yes, you really have less sugar if you pick yeah, them. The, yeah, you have less sugar and a lot of sediment um, yeah. and normally really dark juice. Because yeah. everything's oxidized so quickly. I often pick the ones up off the floor that are already rotting. Yeah, yeah, that's them. it's the best way because yeah. if it's fallen off the tree, it's ripe. Mm. If it's sat on the floor for a few weeks, it's nice and soft. 
And so your equipment that you're using to mill up the apples and press the apples is going to struggle so much less Yeah. Um, if, if the apple's already partially sort of broken down as such. Mm. There's a one uh, February day we were out pruning in the orchard yeah. um, and a late variety of cider apple sort of still hung on the trees um the majority had fallen but there were a few still on the trees you're never going to get everything mm. um, it's always good to leave some for the birds but there were these black daminates which had hung on to this tree um we were out pruning in february so got to this apple and it looked almost perfect yeah but then you look at it closely and you can see it bubbling and it's fermenting on the tree um and so uh, my friend brad was there and i said brad come over here I picked up one of the apples and I said, open your mouth. I, just, the apple, I squeezed it into his mouth and all the juice flowed out. And uh, he said, that's the best thing I've ever tasted. He said, it's like semi-sweet cider. And yeah. when I tasted it, the, the, the closest thing I could describe it to was, was the Dorseco, um, the Keeb cider. And mm. I think it's because it's February, it's sort of three, four degrees outside. Um, it's had that slow fermentation. The apple would have ripened in probably December, so yeah. two months of slow fermentation. Yeah. All cocooned in its little apple skin. And it stayed intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the birds hadn't got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had, um, when we moved into it, it was about three years ago, I made the mistake of building a pond under the apple tree. During the winter, it filled up with apples. Yep. And then suddenly realised it's foaming. Yeah, so yeah. The, the pond itself was turning into cider. <laughs> They're all floating around. <laughs> Next summer, I moved the pond. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my mum's got an apple tree above her pond and she puts a net over it and every year she's there with a fishing net hooking up the apples. Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had a bunch of drunk frogs walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that sizer mm. is, is lovely. That's really an easy drink. I bet that's quite... Um, deceptive i bet you a few glasses of that and you'll be you're stumbling probably, uh, yeah yeah it's, it's probably about seven or eight percent i would say yeah. yeah 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 so it's it's weaker than a wine but stronger than a average cider yeah 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 most most ciders will come out six yeah. and a half seven percent so that's uh, that little bit stronger and it's added that sweetness to it um and mm. it's i should imagine it remains like that does it once it's yeah 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 the only real difference over age is it'll clear and yeah yeah as you know, like flavors start to mellow a little bit, don't yeah. they, over time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did try to prove that. I think I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast. Right. I, but yeah. um, I did try to prove it once with yeah. mead. Yeah. Because I was convinced that aging doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And I've I've read that people have won first prize in competitions for for meads that were like a couple of weeks old and things. Yeah. So, oh. wow. It's probably nonsense. Yeah. And I tried one that I'd made fresh versus one that was, I think, two, maybe three years old. Yeah. And I was adamant that I'd drink it and be like, ah, see, it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> I took one sip and that was my reaction. It's oh, bollocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, like, I don't know. It, it sort of taken on like an almondy flavor, which it didn't have originally. It just, yeah. the flavors had completely yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah. Different profile. Yeah. yeah. No, I think um, aging definitely makes a big difference, mm. uh, especially with, with cider and the more tannic varieties of cider apple. 18 months you 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 hit a sweet spot um yeah and cider nowadays is drunk far too young um and that's a lot of the time you you haven't got much choice in in a supermarket and so most people don't know about 
what else is available, but the cider in the supermarkets is probably three or four months old. Um, yeah. And chapitalized, so back squeezed into up to almost sort of 14 percent stored yeah. in big tanks and then watered down when they need it so um natural is the best way and if you can keep That's it it's good yeah there's it, there's much more flavor in there yeah. and as i said before there's not that kind of yeah, yeah artificial sweetness kind of back yeah. taste to it yeah. like i wouldn't drink not to brand shame with <laughs> you're strong those and things um, yeah yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't find them pleasant to drink. No, this is a different style of cider. Um, What's the other one that does all the fruity flavours? Um, well, you've got the, the Kopp- Swedish ones. Um, Copperberg. Copperberg, Copperberg um, But a lot of the time, they, they shouldn't really, I don't think, um, personally, be listed as ciders. Because the amount of apple they've seen is, is very minimal. Yeah. Um, it's... Legally in the UK, to be classed as a cider, um, it's got to have 35% apple base. That's quite low. Um, and that apple base can be derived from concentrate. Okay. So that can be 35% apple concentrate. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is really, really low. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people lobbying for that to be raised to at least 50%. Um, and that will hmm. really make a big difference to the quality of cider that we're seeing on the on the supermarket shelves. Right, so we should probably, obviously, rush things along a little bit because we've been chatting for quite a while. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll go through the. We've got two ciders left to try, so we'll try the uh, the Shepherdess. Yeah. Um, this is what we call our you know our pub strength cider. Um, so we've we've got this down to four and a half percent. Basically, it's a seventy five percent juice cider. Twenty five percent of that is is water. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit of sugar to back sweeten it. And then obviously force carbonated. So this is quite a modern style cider. Yeah. Uh, what you'll find, you know, in most pubs out there. Um, it's more similar to the general commercial yeah, sort so of ciders that people expect. I'd, I'd, I'll name a few names. Shall I? Um, you know, you've, yeah. your Thatcher's Gold, your Stouffer Press. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like a Stouffer, actually. Yeah, Stouffer, yeah. I, I find Stouffer is a bit more traditional. Mm. Um, they use a few more traditional cider apples than I say Thatcher's doing their yeah their Thatcher's gold yeah um, yeah but yeah this is uh so we put this into keg as well to go out to the pubs so we do thirty liter and fifty liter kegs to be mm. to be sold on draft um, but we brand that out as the Chase um, and obviously this is Shepherd S um, so it's four and a half percent yeah um, session cider. Um, being a you know being a business, we need to sell a bit of volume. So selling loads of cider at six percent, seven percent, isn't particularly great for our yeah. sort of margins. People only have one or two pints and or maybe three pints, and and then they'll would have had enough. Um, whereas mm. with this, they'll have maybe four or five. Um, it's the same with the mead yeah, actually. My yeah. friend who makes mead makes a session mead. Yeah. Just lower strength so you can yeah, have a few. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, you know, about drinking responsibly. <laughs> you shouldn't drink five pints in a day, obviously. Just having a look at your branding and stuff on there. Is there any significance to that? It sort of looks a bit like a cut of arms. Um so yeah, style. the logo, uh we obviously when when I first started up um, just Show it to the camera yeah, so people can see what we're talking about. So uh, we we yeah. got the uh, the Cranbourne Chase is an ancient hunting ground. So we 
Mm. We best have a stag in there. Um, you've got the sort of coat of arms, the plaque that's mounted on. Yeah. Um, hunting ground. There's the arrows. Um, then we thought, well, we're, we're going to yeah. put some apples hanging from the antlers. Um, Is that a in, keg on his head as well? In yeah. So uh, yeah. in between the antlers, you've got a, a whiskey barrel. Yeah. So when we first started out, our in 2011, we put all of our cider that we made that, that year, um, which was mainly single variety Brown's apple from our, our orchard. Um, we put it all into whiskey and rum barrels. And we didn't realize that they were, f- well, we, we knew they were freshly emptied, but we didn't realize how much spirit was still floating around in them. So you got like potentially two liters of spirit floating around in the bottom of this barrel. Right. Um, and you chuck 190 liters of cider which is going to turn into something that's 6% on top of that, or 7%, you add that 60, 70% spirit, two litres of, into that cider, and it makes a drink that's about 10%. So the first year, um, we, yeah, we didn't really gain a great name for ourselves as cider producers in that first year, because everyone was, they'd have a pint, a pint and a half, and they'd be red cheeks and rosy nosed and, uh, yeah. Lots of, yeah, lots of good wine stories. Friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stories. Um, yeah. Luckily, it was you know it was just a, a bit of a learning curve. And after that first use in the barrel, the mm. the whiskies or the rums dissipated, and yeah. you're down to a seven percent cider again, um, which is still strong. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they reuse barrels for all sorts, don't they? Like Worcestershire sauce and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, it's um, you know, and even even once we've you know they've been used for. A lot of the barrels we're buying in now um, for our vintage, um, they tend to be bourbon barrels initially. Yeah. Then they'll get used for scotch, um, and then we use them for cider. So they're normally forty, sometimes fifty years old by the time they come to us. Um, then we'll use them for maybe five, five years. Yeah. Um, and once we're done with them, they're then garden furniture seats. Um, it's amazing how long they plant go pots. on. And, you know, they'll still last another 10, 15 years as a plant pot after we've used them. So, all right, let's crack open this door second. Go for it. Finish on the fizzy one. Mm-hmm. I think what well, people should do with these drinking ones is go away and buy them all <laughs> and then do like a drink along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if anyone does want to buy any cider, um, we, do, we do sell online. Um, we can ship throughout the UK. Um, but we've also got a shop on the farm, which is uh, in the summer months open seven days a week, um, nine till seven. In the winter, we're, we're only open sort of shorter hours, but you can always phone us and, and we'll make a special. Uh, do you do markets and stuff as well? Appearance. Not too much. We do a few no. festivals and events. I think you've done some stuff here at the ATC. Yeah, yeah, we do do a few things at the I ATC. I think you've sort of been sat around yeah, the corner there. Yeah, and... normally do like the Apple Day in, in September. Right, and, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the. Uh, I'd say sort of we sell one third of our cider through our, our farm shop. Um, one third goes out to festivals and events in the summer. Mm. And then the other one third is probably pubs and, and local village shops and, and yeah. stuff. So it's all fairly well balanced at the moment. Um, right. Pop. Oh, nice sound. <laughs> there we go. Mm. So, yeah, you've got a nice sort of that's a nice fizz on that foamy, foamy fizz um so mm. yeah 4.6 percent um and this was bottled well cider from 2020 um which 
a lot of you will remember as a, a terrible year. Um, but for apples, it was a really good year. We had lots of sunshine, yeah. um, which made some really nice fruit. Um, we had a good crop, um, and it's made some excellent cider. So, uh, yeah, chin chin. It is. Or wassail, which is yeah. Oh, that's got a lot more of a fizz to it than the last one. Yes, yeah, so it's because um, mm. of its process, it's very carbonated. So it's, um, yeah, heavy mm. carbonation. Yeah. But it really kind of lifts a lot of the flavors off your tongue. It bounces around. Um, quite a lot going on with that. But it almost yeah. goes sweet. You get the fizz and the sweet, and then it sort of dies back to a dry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get the the bit of sweet tannins. Yeah, and it rolls around your mouth a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so it's uh, it's had many descriptions since I've been making it, um, but a lot of them come back to the sort of dried mm. fruits, sort of apricots and and leathery sort of dates mm. and and bits and pieces like that. Um, yeah, no, it's pleasant. So it's um yes yeah, it's, it's almost like a hybrid between a cider and an apple juice. Mm. Um, it's still got that fruity freshness that you get from an apple juice um, that you don't get from a, a drier cider. Mm. Um, the French tend to drink a lot of their their sort of ciders lunchtime, so they'll they'll sit down, they have lunch, and they'll they'll drink a bottle of cider because um, mm. it's not high strength. But it's it's quite quite refreshing really um but it's yeah really really busy good alternative to um to any kind of sort of bucks fizz or if you you know you want a yeah night off sparkling wine you, you go for a, go for a door secco so yeah so there's a couple of questions just to wrap up that i ask everybody yeah um no pressure they're just for fun <laughs> um so the first one is do you think you could survive on a viking age diet oh yeah i'd give it a go i reckon yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go. I think I think so. Um Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's difficult if you don't mean you know, that's not your area, so it's a bit of a mean question. No, well it's, it's, as long as there was apples. <laughs> <laughs> they had apples, but they would have been smaller like crab apples yeah, and things. Yeah. Belly um, full of crab apples might be um, <laughs> not so pleasant. Yeah. I don't know. And then whether they would have fermented them, we'd covered that earlier. Yeah, we're, we're not uh, sure, are we? But there'd be some good things, you know. They 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 made mead and you know lots yeah. of meat. So um, your meat would be kept for your milk and your and your wool and things, and then in the winter you'd slaughter the animals. Yeah. So you'd be mostly a vegetarian for a lot of the year. But there'd be cheese, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They would have made cheese. Yeah. yeah. I think in the earliest, so even pre-Vikings and and Saxons. Um, and I don't know if it was an accident, but they realised that by fermenting milk, you made it edible. Yeah. Before that, they couldn't have milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've kind of over time evolved Our to get that, have developed to be able to take a cow's milk or a goat's milk yeah. or you know yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd be fine then. Yeah, cheese, <laughs> meat. It's a cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they're smooth yeah. and sour, it'd be fine. Yeah. So the the follow-on tied-in question to that is whether there's anything that you'd miss. Um, well, if, yeah, if you've just got, there wouldn't be much sugar in your diet. Be, no, you'd have, you'd have honey, but probably mainly for mead. Yeah. You might have be. malt extract yeah. from beer. Be um, sought after, wouldn't it though? It'd be for 
It's it. difficult to know, isn't it? Because whether they had less of a sweet tooth back mm. then than we do, yeah, or whether, you know, essentially we crave sugar, and yeah. they probably did too. If they could get it, it probably tasted good. Yeah. It's a tricky one. So, yeah, yeah sugar, and I think, you know, you're just, your bulky foods, yeah. Um, they would have had bread, wouldn't they, which would do carbs. Yeah, mostly flatbreads. Flatbreads. But um, wealthier people would have had access to, like, a clay oven to make... To make loaves of bread. Yeah. yeah. Later in the period, they did have bakers and things as well, so you could actually buy yeah. your loaf. You wouldn't have your pasta and your potatoes. <laughs> no potatoes? <laughs> Tomatoes, chilies, all yeah. gone, chocolate oh, yeah. gone. No um, bell peppers, no nothing like that. <laughs> no. Pasta's an interesting one. I'm going to do an episode about it because whilst they didn't have it, yeah. or at least we don't know they had it, Yeah. essentially it's eggs and flour. Yeah, so it it's could have been, water been produced, couldn't it? Yeah. And they were making things like dumplings, So, yeah. but I, I won't go into it because yeah, yeah. that's for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so you know, there's a few things I'd miss, but I think you'd be able to survive. Yeah. Sounds like the more starchy stuff, potatoes. Yeah, that's what keeps you going, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I get hangry, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so where can people find you online? Are you on Instagram? So, yeah, yeah, we yeah. do Instagram, um, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, I'm not very good at Twitter. I do have a Twitter account, but I, same thing yeah, for me. Just you know, I don't really use it. Um, you can email me, uh, and you can phone me up. Uh, you can just call in and see us. Um, but yeah, Instagram, I'll post up things and normally get shared to Facebook. Yeah, I tend to post up most things on, on Instagram. I'll pop some links underneath the video anyway, yeah, so people yeah, yeah. can find you. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing along the cider. You should all try it. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks for coming yeah. on and wassail. Wassail. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. <laughs>